artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Dallas native Avery Burke has an eclectic collection of singles, EPs, and an album already released, ranging from more modern pop sounds to EDM and her constant love of rock. Her latest is Choke. Avery Burke. I am from Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I grew up in church, so I was listening to church music, you know, Christian music, um, but I also always loved pop and rock. And growing up, I was a really big fan of Nora Jones, like kind of her voice just really spoke to me. Um, and like Colby Calais, some of the more, more softer singers, but they had such a tone, you know what I'm saying? But then as I grew older, I kind of fell in love more with like the heavier stuff, the rock music, and like I discovered Joan Jett and stuff because of Guitar Hero, you know, all that good stuff. I feel like my influences are so all over the place. Like you were saying yours were, because I'm like, I love obviously the Bob Marley on my wall right here. Like I love Nirvana. I love, dude, Paramore. Paramore is amazing. <laughs> Was music always a hobby or, or when did you start making music in some capacity? I would definitely say growing up that it was like a hobby and kind of an outlet for me, you know, like to get my feelings out. I'd write little poems and little lyrics and they're all terrible. Like as a kid, I like read back and I'm like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I started like, because I was in church and stuff, I started doing worship leading and stuff. So I got to perform um, on stage and I really loved that. Um, and then, so in high school, I started writing my own music and I was like, I want to, you know, record this. I want to do something with it. And I met the first producer I worked with, I think, my sophomore, junior year, something like that. And I released a song on SoundCloud, you know, how we always do. And it wasn't until like after I graduated that I released my first EP. And I always had jobs and everything, so it still wasn't full time at that point. And when the pandemic hit, I ended up losing my job. I was working, I was selling merch at Gas Monkey Garage in Dallas. Like I was just literally selling merch out there um, and doing cover gigs on the side which now I do cover gigs for full time to make money, to like provide money for my original music. Yeah, once they opened back up, I realized I was actually fired and I wasn't just like let go because of, <laughs> of the pandemic. So I was forced to go full time into music and I wanted to be there in the first place, but it was really like 2020, 2021 when I started doing full time. And yeah, I had worked with a management company for the first time in 2020. So I kind of was like, oh, wow, there's so much that goes into this. You can't just like write songs and like make, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a whole business side and there's the not so fun side. Yeah, yeah the not so fun side. I'm still, you know, a couple years in, so I'm a little early on it. But, you know, I do it full time now. Was that first EP everything? Uh, oh. Yes, yes. In terms of pure numbers, you're one of the more accomplished guests I've had on. Thank you. <laughs> it's really cool to see your progression as an artist because everything it's mainly like a classic singer songwriter kind of style you experiment a little bit with i think some more pop type sounds hey, have you ever seen someone look at you like that it hits your soul and your body and your mind and you don't know how to react that's how i feel with you when you first came through and i saw your true smile you make my life worthwhile what was the basis of everything? Is that just kind of like setting your mark on where you are at that point in your life? Yeah, 
I mean, it was kind of figuring it out. Like, it was the first time I had gone to, like, a professional studio to record music that I had written. So, and they were, like, all songs that I had written over the years in high school and stuff. So it was kind of just my first go about of, like, okay, I like these five songs. Let's see if we can do something with them. And then after that, you start meeting people. And then I really was, like, I got deep into EDM for a while. So I had some friends that made EDM music and were like, let's do some stuff. And so I was like, okay, hell yeah, let's do it. And then I started discovering my sound more and more as I kept performing. And so that's when I really started kind of going into the heavy stuff and like really super guitar driven stuff like that. Because I realized when I'm on stage, I was like, man, I like to rock out. I like to have a good time. I like to be heavy. But it's taken years to really, you know, formulate that, you know, like you try everything and then you kind of see what fits. And I figured out this is kind of the lane that makes most sense for me. I just love doing it the most. So when you were doing these more electronic singles, they were more experimenting to find your sound? Um, I mean, I think the electronic aspect will always kind of be a part of it, because even in my new stuff, I still like love heavy synth. You know what I'm saying? Like heavy synth sounds. And there is a part of me that will always love that, but I don't think I would consider myself EDM. You know what I'm saying? But there's like, I was more working with EDM producers at that time. And it kind of like, I feel like became part of what kind of shaped my sound, if that makes sense. over to when you had your first album with Paradise. That was my first concept album and I made it with my friend, like a couple of different friends. And so I think it was like four different producers I worked with um, for that one. So it kind of had a little bit of everybody into it. But all I knew was that I wanted to make a complete album about mental health and go through the stages of like what you go through when you're at your lowest point to where you can get back up. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of formed the track list from like things that I had gone through because I'm a big like mental health advocate and I think it's very like we need to talk about it more and I think we're doing way better at that as a society and I think it's very serious and I just want people to know they're not alone. But it was kind of crazy because it was like my first time making an album. So yeah, it was definitely very experimental on like the sound. And I worked with so many different people. So we kind of were all just making stuff together. And I liked that that there was no like specific genre at all. I was like, that's pretty cool. I can, you know what I'm saying? For your first little thing. I'm like, it's fun to like kind of have every single song kind of cater to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody will like this one. Somebody will probably really not like this one, but they'll like this song. And so we were just, yeah, kind of flowing with it. And then after that, you did a bunch of collaborations. Are there any of those specifically you would like to highlight? Ooh, Meant to Be, that was really fun. That was a EDM song with my friend Mashbit, who's a killer, killer producer. Um, he's like, he's doing some big stuff right now. So shout out to him. He's, he's going crazy. Um, that song was a really cool one. 
A lot of people really like that one, and performing it is super fun as well. Yeah, I did Easy with Refinery. That one was really cool. I liked that one because it was more, I don't even know what to call it, but kind of R&B, kind of pop. Put your focus back up on me. Bring your body here. I want to make you see. I'm here with you. It's just you and me. I'll never leave. My heart's in quarantine. your your next EP, I Feel Weird Sometimes. That one was kind of me. I was like executively producing a lot of it. So I had just got Logic and I was figuring out how to like find sounds and stuff. And I made some stuff I liked, brought it to my guitarist and then he kind of helped me, you know, fix some of it. And then, yeah, me and him kind of put that together. And then I worked with another producer, two other producers actually. It was like a collection of 2020 and 2021 put together where I was like taking control of most of it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I wrote most of the, the tracks on Logic and got to actually produce, which was cool. So it was kind of like another way for me to figure out kind of what I wanted to sound like as well. I feel like I've still just always been figuring it out. And this is kind of like the transition EP for the more rocky sound. Yes, that's, that's kind of what I figured too. I was like, I feel like I kind of went more into the heaviness, which I love. But yeah, it was definitely very experimental, for sure. <laughs> I just gotta make it through the night tonight. I just gotta make it. I just gotta make it through the night tonight. I know I can make it. I just gotta make it through the night tonight. And I know that I'll make it through. And people thinking that they know me, but they never knew exactly what I do. And then you kind of go through a, a few different kinds of tracks because you're, you're still experimenting, I guess, with like Black Widow. It's like a back to the EDM side of things. Yeah, that was a collaboration with this girl that I met online in Germany. So she was like, I have this song and I would like to like have you feature on it. I was like, OK, cool. So she like wrote it and then I kind of like co-wrote and went through what she wrote and we like kind of wrote it together. super awesome man. yeah it was cool to be like i'm working with somebody on the different side of like the world this is crazy <laughs> i mean that's what i do every day now so yeah <laughs> no seriously seriously that's why i'm like that's crazy it's so cool to me and then right after that you had three which is like a step back pretty much from anything you've done it's like very uh slow and toned down very beautiful too thank you three was actually a gift to my girlfriend for our three-year anniversary and so we liked it so much we just decided to release it 
Yeah, it's very different from a lot of the stuff that I do, but I thought it was cool because I like, have you heard of Alina Baraz and like Galamatias? They have a, like a conjoined EP called Urban Flora. That's so, so good. And it's like super melodic, very, very pretty. And while I like the heavy side of things, I also love like the pretty music as well. So I kind of like to do a little bit of both when I can. And especially once you do your next EP or album, it's good to sprinkle some of those in there. Yes, because it doesn't have to all sound so, so similar, but I like to I like to do both. And for live, too, you get to take a breather when you get that slow yeah, song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> you can sit down for once, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that leads us to your brand new single, Choke. Yeah. Your first release of the year. So what's the story behind Choke? So Choke was actually like kind of a struggle for me to write at first because my producer ran and made the track and I sat with it all day and I was like Ugh, I'm not getting anything I'm not getting anything and then this real religious woman decided to piss me off <laughs> and I started to write about it I put that thing on loop in my in my car and the words just started flowing I was like man I guess I just needed some anger to write this or something I don't know but yeah the whole song was pretty much about people telling you how to live your life and it not resonating well <laughs> if that makes sense being uh, lgbtq she uh was not very understanding of my lifestyle and she's a sweet lady and you know it's just looking out for me because that's what she believes and i believe and i'm like i respect that but also like come on you know <laughs> come on looking back from everything to choke what do you think you've learned in the process whether from the songwriting standpoint production i would say I've learned that it's good to try everything and experiment to figure out what you really like and what actually fits you and what feels right to you. I also learned to speak up. You have to you have to voice your opinion or else your song can turn to someone else's song pretty easily. Yeah, I don't know. I've just learned to express myself in the way that I want to and not think too deeply about how it's going to go instead of more of like actually enjoying the creative process and learning how to experience it and go about it with like a childlike curiosity you know what i'm saying back in like 2020 2021 probably till 2022 i was like so stuck in my head and so serious about like i just want to make really good music and i just you know it has to be right and it's less about being right and more about figuring out what flows and tapping into that creative source you know what i'm saying yeah so i've, I've learned to be more fr- like more free with it and have more fun with it and when you do these experiments like we said a very diverse collection of music what do you think the through line between them all is i would have to say my voice i guess i think that like is kind of the thing i feel like my voice is a little bit different i'm not like super high i singer i kind of stay more low and i don't know there's like a, a warmth i guess people have told me to my voice um and I guess that's kind of been the staple throughout everything because all the music can change. You can still recognize it's my like me singing, even though like everything I sound completely different because I was super young. But <laughs> but yeah, there's still those like little subtleties there. It also helps for your fans 
to sing it and not like destroy their voice all the time yes know? literally <laughs> literally i'm like i was not a girl that was graced with like, like the craziest range so like everybody can sing my songs because it's gonna be easy you know? <laughs> super singable when you're writing your songs what do you find the most difficult part of the process the lyrics <laughs> the lyrics man i like i've been having a mental block i had a mental block for a while and i'm like i've gotten out of it and just trying to level up in my writing and be more poetic with it and less like straightforward in your face you know what i'm saying and i try to balance both but yeah the writing to me is like it's so open-ended i'm like you can go anywhere with this and so that's where i kind of get i have to like rein in and really just let it flow because I was getting so serious about it that I wasn't able to write anything for a while. Or I was and I just didn't like any of it. I would just scrap all of it. I'm sure you've probably had the same thing happen to you. What do you think are some of your career highlights so far? Man, Visit Fort Worth took us out to South by Southwest last year and we got to play at the Container Bar and that was so crazy. That was so much fun. Um, that was definitely a big, huge highlight. Also, my first time playing at Trees, and every time I'm playing at Trees and Deep Bellum, just because it's such an iconic venue, and I don't know, there's a lot of energy there. But yeah, playing at Trees was cool because it was like my first, like, kind of full stage, big crowd type thing. But yeah, also Amplify 817, which is a part of the Fort Worth Public Library, they help um, and support artists around in the area. They threw a 817 day at Will Rogers Memorial in Fort Worth, which is a pretty big venue as well. So that was really fun to play there. What are some short-term goals of yours, maybe the next two, three years? To go on tour, for sure. That's like one really big one. To make a full album with the new sound and all of that. Um, we're kind of working on just creating a lot right now. So we'll probably have a collection of songs either by the end of the year or next year. Performing is like my favorite thing about all of it. I just, I love getting to experience people and play music with other people and just come together. That's my favorite part <laughs> of all of it. Who would be like a dream touring partner to open for? Dude, if I could open for Paramore, that would be so crazy. That would be insane. We'll, we'll tag them in this. <laughs> yes, yes. Haley Williams, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm releasing in like two new singles in the next couple months. We haven't finished them yet. But I think one's going to be called Paradise, which is crazy because I already have the album Paradise, but it's going to be like a new version. Completely different, completely, totally different. And then for Pride Month, I'm going to release a song as well. So that's going to be a fun one. <laughs> Links to Avery's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of Hi5 Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram at high five music and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. I know I can make-